0: Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to ariselife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. This is one of my favorite things is to watch um, uh, God connecting the dots. And do you guys hear a word over and over again this morning? Anybody pick up on it? What was it? I don't know. Disqualification. Disqualification. And um, Christina, you can just leave that slide there. We're not going to do anything else on that. Um, the, the people couldn't handle it if we did. So um, this is for you. Disqualification. What does disqualification mean? You can't do anything, you can't do anything right? Me... You're, not You're not qualified? You're not good enough? You lack something, therefore you can't do something, right? Or you aren't something. So what are some things in life that disqualify us? Education, education lack thereof, right? Educa- Although where, some places where I was in Kentucky, being educated was the disqualification. <laughs> but anyway. All right, education, what else? Yep. Experience, yep. Uh-huh. Money. What else? Money. Money. What else? Huh? Guilt. Guilt? Okay, wait one second. Guilt. I heard another one. Physical. Physical. Reputation. Reputation. Come on. What's that? Wisdom. Bit what? Wisdom. wisdom. Uh huh. Age. Yep. Yep. Speak. Uh, wait, I ran out of. There was wisdom. That's right. What else? Huh? Ugly. Hugging. Ugly. Ugly. I was like, hugging? <laughs> you have a hugging problem. <laughs> You're ugly. Ugly. You ugly. All right. Okay. Ugly. How, what's that? Mental. Men, who are you calling? <laughs> Mental. I got it. I got it. Mental. What else? Skills. Skills. Lack, of. Lack of. Yep. What else? Social standing. Social standing. What else? Support. Support. Mm-hmm. Like what what else? Fear of man. Fear of man. How about relationship status? Either because you have one, <laughs> you're like, mm-hmm. Or lack thereof. What else? Anything else? International conferences. What's that? International complexes, yes. I'm with you, I'm with you. Yes, I've had that. Uh, What's that? Beliefs, okay. What's this? Somebody's, huh? Titles, Titles. come on. Oh. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Let's say bad history, right? You know, yeah. All right. Well, we could probably go on all day and I don't want us to be too depressed. No. But but here's the thing is you can't handle chapter 7. So we're not well, I'm going to open it to you, but you're not allowed to look. <laughs> No, the thing is, is I watched last week when we were, and the week before, when we talked about sexuality, we talked about broken sexuality. The amount of fear, trauma, and shame, and guilt that was on y'all's faces was 211. So first of all, be excited. You're not alone. People <laughs> are like, Whew! right? No. and But the problem with that is, is there's this idea that because I have... Use sexuality wrong or it's been done to me. Like I would say disqualification, things that have been done to you, right? Because of those things, therefore, I'm disqualified. But in fact, the good news is we were disqualified. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were enemies of God in our own mind, he'd never been our enemy. He'd always been pursuing us. He is for us. And the good news is maybe you've used sexuality wrong, but he wants to empower you to live whole, and in it correctly. And so the disqualifications—the whole part of seven—is this: people have taken chapter seven and they've made it a list of rules. If that's what you got out of it, you're doing it wrong, because he talks about a couple of things. He talks about, let's see, he talks about uh, being celibate, and he says that's the best way. And so you got a bunch of people <laughs> like, if you are out there, you know, getting married, you're a sinner. Okay, that's freaky. But then, he, then there's others. He's like, and then, and then he talks about, he goes off on circumcision. And you're like, what? That was a wrong turn at Albuquerque. And then he goes off and he goes after, he says, if you're a slave. And then he says, you know, and he goes off if you're a virgin. And then he goes off if you're a widow. And, and you're like, what's going on here? What he's basically saying is, you don't have to change your state to be okay your okayness, who, don't raise your hand on this one, anybody here thought that when you get a boyfriend, get a girlfriend, get married, things will all work out? (laughs) Some people are like, don't flinch, don't (laughs) flinch. (laughs) They did, honey, they did. All our problems went away, right? You know, I can't, this is really hilarious, but I know the number of guys that are like, Dude, man, I got a problem with lust and porn and masturbation. But when I get married, it's going away. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, changing your state in life. Who here, you were struggling in your job, but you're like, when I become the boss, then it will get easy. <laughs> Do you know people shoot bosses? Like, that? you don't want to, like, it's the... This idea that if I just change my state, if I just change something, who? if I, if I just get a tummy tuck, if I just get Botox, not me. Um, <laughs> permanent duck lips. No, no, but if I just, if I just lose 322 pounds, if I, if I just gain 55 pounds, if I just get a new car, if I just get, right? Does anything change? No. Well, you get places. You get places no, no, because okay, who? Okay, this is another one. Just blink twice for this one. You had this idea that you were told that having sex would be awesome. And it was anything but. We talked about this because sexuality is not about taking That's not what it's about. It's not about that. And and it's not one-stop shopping. The idea that in sexuality, we would, let's see, uh, we would experience full unconditional acceptance, love, care, um, that we uh, we would be known, that we would feel safe, Anybody here woken up on the other side and those were not the things that you experienced? Yeah. Because changing our state and getting something doesn't change anything. The only thing that changes is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so if you have come away from reading something like 6 and 7 and what you come away with is guilt, shame, and condemnation, that's not the point. And how do I know? Because in John chapter 4, We have Jesus who meets a man, meets a woman. You guys remember the story? He's, I love, I love the way scripture said. It said that they were, uh, people were saying things about him that weren't true. So he's like, he had to go back to Galilee. So he had to go through Samaria. If you know anything about history, yes, Samaria was going through Samaria from Jerusalem to Samaria was the straightest route, but Jews didn't go that way. They went around it because they didn't want to go be with the dirty people. And what I love is they said he had to. No, he didn't. But God led him there. As he goes, he comes across this place called Sychar, and there's this well that Jacob had dug. And the people of the Samaritans worship God, but in funky ways. Anybody met somebody who worships God in a funky way? So they're obviously just... No. And he and he meets her, in the and... and he, he says, hey, and while the, guy, the, the guys, the disciples are gone into town to get food, he's just chilling by the well, and this lady comes out, and she comes out in the hottest part of the day. Anybody did yard work yesterday and regretted it? That was me. I about had heat stroke. I was like, oh. like, Masha came in, and she was like, what's that yelling? I'm standing under ice water going, ah, ah, like trying to, like, lessen it. She goes out in that worst part of the day. Why? Because she didn't want to see anybody. She felt disqualified. Do you guys remember why she felt disqualified? She had several husbands. Five. And in fact, the man she was living with wasn't her husband. Which seems to seem to be that she got married by way of honey traps. You know? You... Well, no. But that, that, you know, that she would... Uh, you know, they're, they're mm, anyway, talk amongst yourselves. Anyway, so she, she's doing this, and, uh, and life is not working, and the shame is too great. She doesn't want to see anybody, because to see anybody is to feel shame, to feel guilt. And Now she has a problem, because she's met the God of the universe.
1: I know. I was like, this poor lady was like hiding, not wanting to see anybody, and she meets... God in, in the flesh, right? <laughs> like, if you are hiding, if you are just, like, barely there, like, coming out, like, with no makeup, nothing, just, like, the well, <laughs> like, you know, I would think God in the flesh, Jesus would be, like, the most intimidating person to run into, right? He's a Jew, he's a teacher, he's a man, he has it all together, and, like, there she is right? With all her husbands and all her stuff and everything, right? I mean, she would, she, I'm sure it felt like, you know, this guy is just going to judge the heck out of me, right? Like he will have no time for me. Like I'm lower than dirt. You know, if I get out of here, not stoned, I will be okay, right? Instead, he does something different.
0: And you know, he looks at her and he says, hey, Can you give me a drink of water? And she's like, oh, first of all, she's probably thinking another user, another person who's going to use me, right? But the crazy part is, is it forced her to have a conversation. She, I promise you, she's like coming up to the well, like, you know, trying to get some water. And instead he's like, hey, and she's like, you don't even have any way to get water. And he, and he's like, well, if you knew who was asking you, I'd give you living water. And she's just like, whatever. So then, what does she do? And Because here's this rabbi. He's talking to me. I don't know what to do. I'm going to cover myself up with what? Religion. <laughs> how are you today? It's lovely. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and I love, Jesus just cuts through it all. She's like, he, she's trying to identify how he and she are different. You're a man. I'm a woman. Uh, I'm a Samaritan, you're a Jew, we can't have anything to do. And Jesus just doesn't seem impressed. He's like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Because, see, disqualification is about separateness. Disqualification says, I'm out, y'all are in. Disqualification said, there's something wrong with me that's got to be fixed. And Jesus died on the cross to make us one. And so this disqualification, maybe it's whatever it is, right? Here she is. She's out there in the middle of the day. She's sweating. She's, you know, her makeup's running. Um, and here she is, and he won't let up. He's not impressed. And, but I love it. He says, he says well, you know, since you're all so religious, go get your husband. Because it was not okay for a rabbi to talk to a woman without her husband present. So he's like, I can play that game. And she was like, hey, 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 I ain't got one. Do you know how shameful in Jewish society being over about the age of 15 without a husband was? It said you are worthless, you are rejected, you are meaningless. In Russia, the age was about 18. In America, it's probably about after that. No, I'm rejected because nobody wants me. I'm rejected. See, the crazy part about what Paul's talking about is, You are not better or worse because you're married or single. Your value doesn't come whether you've had a little surgical operation downstairs or not. Your value is not whether people view you as a slave or whether you are the boss. Your value is who Jesus says you are. And you live from that place, not to try to climb up to that place. And so Jesus looks at her and he says, he goes, he goes, I know you. I love it. I just love Jesus. He cuts right through all of it, like the word of knowledge at the mall, right? I'm sure the goths are looking at going, look at these nice looking people, right? And you guys cut right through that. And he said, I know when he said, not only that you have, you've had five and the man you're living with is not your husband, he was not shaming her. He was telling her, look in my eyes. Am I offended? Am I freaked out? I knew that when I started talking to you and it doesn't impress me at all. Your sin can't impress God. Your brokenness can't impress God. What's been done to you can't impress God. What you did to yourself can't impress God because he took it all on the cross so that he could look you in the eyes and say, I love you. I'm not impressed with these things because, see, who God made you to be, you were made in the image of God. Who you are, who he made you to be, that facet of his nature, that he, the, the, the representation, you are a facet of who God is that had never before existed in the history of the world. Oh, there's a portion of God's nature that can only be seen through you. That nature is like a diamond inside of you that is, cannot be marred, can be covered up. Anybody covered up the image of God in your life? or had it covered up for you told that you're worthless you're dirty you're sinful you're shameful you have no value yeah but it doesn't change listen if I take a diamond say I got the hope diamond that big grapefruit looking diamond and I drop it into a latrine how much is that latrine now worth (laughs) I will buy that latrine (laughs) yes I'm in the business right I mean, that's what he talks about. He said, the man found a treasure in a field and he sold everything to buy it. You are a pearl of infinite value and worth and you what you do or has been done to you does not change that at all. And so I love it what he does. You remember, she came out to the well so as not to meet anybody. When Jesus shows her her greatest shame, I, this is the most miraculous thing of all. If you are shown your shame and it brings shame and guilt, Jesus hasn't shown it to you. Because when Jesus showed her shame, she learned there was no shame and it fell off of her. How do I know that? Because she runs into town right past the disciples and goes, guys, guess what? Remember, this is the woman who's hiding from everybody. And she's not only saying, hey guys, and people are like, whoa. (laughs) And she goes, guess what? He told me everything. They're like, everything? He's like, oh yeah, everything. The very thing that was her shame is now her glory because it doesn't define who she is.
1: I feel like. There is just like shackles falling off of people right now. That he is literally rewriting your story. That everything that the enemy has said defines you. He says, "I want to redeem you. I want to redeem it, and I want to shout to the world." Right? That lady became a key to that region. That lady who was saw herself as nothing is not even worth to meet another lady in the marketplace, in the, by this well. She was so worthless in her own eyes. She, all of a sudden, after one encounter with Jesus and him speaking truth into her, was a portal of glory.
0: Her name in tradition is Fotini, light bearer. Light bearer. She had five kids. I guess five were marriages, five kids. <laughs> do you know those five kids became church planners and they spread the gospel far and wide? In the Orthodox Church, they consider her equal to the apostles. And at this point, she was a fair bit ahead of the apostles, wasn't she? Because the apostles are sure like, hey, Jesus. She's like, you're the Messiah. And he said, do you know the first person he revealed himself as Messiah to? Her. Disciples had to wait a couple years. Her, what had... Huh? She was... Quali- See, your, his love is what qualifies us. But if we stick to this stuff, we are disqualified. Do you know Paul had every qualification? He was the greatest teacher of the Jews. Where did Jesus send him? To people who could care less about Jews. He sent him to... The, Peter, who was a horrible Jew. Jesus like, you should go to the Jews. <laughs> Why? So often, In Paul says this, we talked about this chapter one of 1 Corinthians, there were not many of you smart when you were called. In other words, you dumb. But God uses the dumb things to confound the wise. God fills up, see, our disqualification is an empty cup that God can fill. Our full up qualifications cannot be filled with anything. That's self-righteousness. What if, dude, okay, can I ask you this? how to put this I remember we were doing a, a thing with uh, we, we had a, a number of single ladies in our church in Russia um, and one of them fell off the wagon you know they were waiting for Mr. Wright, and they decided to take Mr. Wright here with two arms two legs and a head you know high qualifications and that freaked all the others it was like blood in the water right chum like oh my gosh they, she took the last one okay I'll take two le- one leg one leg I'll take one leg right and, um, and so we did this, this whole thing with the, these ladies, just kind of talking them through God's heart for, for, for marriage and everything else. But I remember at one point, I said, I, I just had this divine moment. I said, ladies, do you know what makes a woman the most beautiful to any man? It is when she is loved. Anybody seen that? When a woman is loved, suddenly she turns on like a light bulb. And all the guys are like, why didn't we say that? She's been a looker all this time. When your empty cup is filled by his love, suddenly you quit self-protecting. You quit hiding and you come out to play and his light shines through you. Anybody seen an ugly stained glass window suddenly have sunlight flood through it? You and I are those stained glass windows and he takes, you know, I used to, You know, people... You got to understand this. I was, I know this comes as a shock. Men tend to develop a little later, but I was, um, when I got saved at 15, the Lord said, I don't want you to date. And I said, Yes, Lord, I offer that to you. What I later realized, I didn't really have options. It just saved me from the trouble, right? You know, it helped my self esteem. I was like, No, I'm not available. You know, I was not, I mean, God was protecting the ladies. And, He took, but you know what happened when I no longer was pursuing, I suddenly began to be attractive because I started to love with no expectation of return. (sighs) Uh, We've had this conversation a few times uh, uh, where people are like, will you um, ordain me? You know, and I said, well, well, sure, I'll ordain you. You're, you know... uh, You know, go forth and sin no more. I don't know. Like, like, no, every one of us, it says, Ephesians, our job is to raise you up to do the works of ministry. So you all are ordained. I bless you. And they're like, no, no, well, it's like, you know, like a title. And I was like, well, why do you need a title? I was like, well, because then people listen to you. I would submit to you, you know what? The best title you have is your own name.
1: Actually, even better than that is the name that Jesus calls you. I really feel like as we're talking today, God is rewriting stories and giving people new names. Come on. Like, I really challenge you. If you've never asked him that question before, ask him, Jesus, what do you call me? What is my name in heaven? What is my true identity? What is that diamond that's been covered up? Like, as, as stuff is, is falling off, I just see stuff falling off and us starting to believe. I just see the light coming on different faces. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I am a diamond. I am amazing. Like, what do you call me, Jesus? And it's going to be specific to you. Like, we're all sons and daughters. We're all priests. We're all, you know, beloved. But there is going to be something specific to who he has made you to be. What he calls you. And it might be multiple names. I feel like I have yeah. like several. And it, <laughs> right? And you it have will... multiple? Come on. So the first name he's called me is a star. I'm a star. And Come I've on. been like asking him like questions. What does that mean? Right? Mm. Like it's something that shines in the darkness. Right? Wow. Someone who shines in the darkness.
0: I will say this is the name he calls you. You'll probably be like, uh-uh. Remember when he called Peter, he's like, you are my rock. He's like, this squirrel? Like, I mean, he was so squirrely. He's like, you're my rock. We're going to build a church on you. He's like, what? What? And then the next second he's like, okay, get behind me, Satan. (laughs) Because who he says you are is so offensive to who you thought you were. But you know what? When you live from who you are, guess what? His light shines through you. If I have a light bulb... And I attempt to use it as a hammer. How well is that going to work? Some of you don't understand light bulbs. Okay, not really good, right? Just saying. If I use light bulb and I stick it in my ear, as a is that going to do anything? But if I stick it in a light socket, it suddenly becomes something utterly different. What if who you are is simply because you've never been plugged in to who he says you are? And you've never walked. See, when we live from who he says we are, we're no longer trying to become something. We're letting him be something in and through us. And it's his power that empowers us. And it makes all the difference. See, when I'm striving to be loved, accepted, uh, for someone to care, I'm striving to be known. I'm striving to be safe. I'm striving for all these things. Guess what? I'm none of those things. Anybody found that? When you're desperate for acceptance, you never get any? When, but when you discover you are loved, you are accepted, before you did anything, how do I know you're accepted? Because you were born. Every single one of you, God looked around the universe and goes, you know what does, man, we're missing something. You know, we need some Rob. We need, this world needs some Rob. This needs some Warren and some Lloyd and some Kristen. Yeah, that's where I need. A little bit of Gary, just a little bit. But, <laughs> No, you are the spite. You are are a vision of who God is in this earth that has never repeated before. And God said, this is why, honestly, guys, why abortion is so violating because he's called every person to life. And right now I want to speak over you. You know what? If you have been, if abortion is part of your history, you might feel disqualified. Listen, how many people did Paul kill? He was not disqualified. But we have to lay our disqualifications down at the foot of the cross and say, forgive us. These are actually our fig leaves. Do fig leaves cover you up very well, just out of curiosity? I've never tried them personally on the runway. But when our, our, I think, just for clarification, I was not planning to at any point in the future. <laughs> this is not that kind of church. Okay, what I want to say though is, you know the funny thing is whatever is your disqualification, don't you work hard to make up a, a fig leaf version of it? right? You make up whatever you feel disqualifies you try like international, right? I, I had an accident in Russian, so I tried to keep my, my, my English to a minimum tried to act Russian. I tried to deny my Americanness. Can you imagine how hard yes, that is?
1: Yes, like, we had to hide him, and he never spoke out loud in public. Like, can you imagine Peter not being able to speak out loud? <laughs> we had to whisper, because we were like, almost robbed several times, and just stuff happened. We felt it wasn't safe to speak English. So he like, like, pretended to be something else, and he didn't look like Russian. He looked German to me. <laughs> I don't know. Like, he had this whole persona <laughs> <laughs> but but here's the thing about
0: disqualification is you put it on and it actually covers up who you are you make a fake qualification you're you know it's got go online and make your own certificate right you know uh, grand potentate of the international guagalu, right and you make up where or you're like oh when i lose a little bit of weight then i'll be but you feel like a fraud you feel because you are because you're not you you're not you. Only when you're you can you be loved and accepted and cared for and known and safe. And God wants you to know we have to lay down our fig leaves before him. Those things we've been trying to prop up to get love so that we to can get receive qualified, right?
1: And just to start believing that we're qualified by what, by what he has done. And so that the truth becomes so much more real to us that all the fake stuff starts falling off. Everything that's a lie just starts falling off of us. Everything that's a false identity starts falling off.
0: Or or a false goal, like when X happens, then I'll be okay. Whatever it is, as the worship team comes, just take a moment and just say, God, show me my fake leaves. Show me what I've been trying to cover myself up with. Show me what I've been trying to make myself okay with. Show me, show me those fig leaves that I can lay them down before you because you remember what Adam and Eve did is when they wore fig leaves, they tried to hide from God. God is the only one who can love and accept you as you are. He's the only one who can call you by name. So Father, we offer you our fig leaves. Let them be burned up in your love and show us who we are as we step into the light of your love and we dare to believe that you love us let our hearts have the same reaction that Fotini had that where we say ha, 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 ha. my very disqualifications simply reveal how qualified you have made me let's stand as we go into worship For more information, go to AriseLife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.